Energy Motor Great. I went ahead and uh, reached out to a couple of ladies in the city that I feel um, I was inspired by. I like what they do. They move heavy. And I like to only bring people on the show that I admire. So um, let me get y'all to introduce yourself. Okay. Well, Lizelle, uh, I am Taylor. Uh, I mean, I guess we y'all just want to kind of, we guess we go around and tell you what we do. Yeah, that's cool. We can, yeah, however you uh, want to do it. Well, I'm Taylor. So, hello. How y'all doing? Uh, at Mostly Moody, you know what I'm saying? Follow me. I'm Kaz. Uh, <laughs> follow me at All Smiles Only. I am the uh, videographer for Verified Vlog. All right, I'm Haley and uh, co-producer with Taylor. Of course, follow the vlog at Verified Vlog on Instagram. I love it. And you can also follow my personal account, Hale Dup, H-A-L-E-D-U-P. Okay, okay. So I'm going to jump right in. Like, Explain to me what uh, Verified Vlog is. Um, so Verified Vlog, we started it um, because we really saw a disconnect in the black community in a lot of different ways. Um, so a huge one was we saw... We didn't, see, we didn't see a lot of unity. Um, we didn't see a huge feeling of brotherhood. Yeah. Um, we didn't see really black people supporting each other, at least in the young professional black community. Yeah. Um, so that was, that's one thing that we're hoping to kind of address throughout the vlog. And also, um, we didn't really see really great things in Dallas being highlighted publicly all the time, um, which is another thing, of course, that we do. So... Yeah, it's exactly what we do. Like, we really want to expose all the great things that are happening in this community, in the Black community in Dallas. Um, and, like, for me, I've lived here for two years now. When I first moved here, uh, it had nothing to do. Like, I literally just went to the mall by myself. Like, <laughs> and it was so sad. I have so many clothes from that period of time. <laughs> um, so I know that me, as a transplant moving into the city, I would have really appreciated something like what we're doing. Yeah. I think that's super dope because um, I've been here about it'll be four years in September, mm-hmm. and uh, I hear a lot of the same conversation around through like other people in Dallas that they don't really feel like it's a, a great black market for young people, right. which I disagree. Like I guess coming from St. Louis and it being so small, coming mm-hmm. to Dallas, I was like, wow. Like I'm like, look at all the stuff going on. I'm like, we right. popping down here, you know? What I'm like, I got a movie. Hurry up! Like I remember, uh, I think. First weekend I came down, I went to uh, Friendship West uh, Church. Yeah. I ain't never seen so many black people together right. looking good at the same time. I was like, man, look. Amen. I was like, it's popping down here. So, yeah, that, that's good, though. I think that's super dope. I came to the Connect, like, two of the Connect events, you know what I'm saying? And, like, I'm hooked. Like, I like, you know, the, the networking. Like, you can just walk up on somebody. And see, I'm from a city where... You say what's up, and they like, yeah. You say you say, hey, what's up? They like, what you mean, what's up? You know what I'm saying? It's a it's an issue. So coming here, you can easily approach people and you know converse with them. I I think that's super dope. Yeah, I think that was another big thing that we saw too. Is the city has so much potential um, for young black people, and it just needs a little bit of tweaking in the structure of the community and how the community interacts with each other in order to fully tap into that potential. Yeah. yeah. Right. And with like doing the connect, um, uh, cause I'm, I'm not technically from here, but I've lived, I've lived in that spot. I'm not, not a transplant, but, um, just the fact that there are so many things in Dallas and people are like, ah, oh, there ain't nothing to do. Like, yeah. I thought that that was a problem because yeah. like there's plenty yeah. to do. Um, and if we just kind of pulled our resources a little bit better, and that's kind of some of what we hope to do with the vlog, like to just get people to kind of connect with each other and yeah. like 
oh, you do this? Oh, well, I do this too. How can we work together to build and make ourselves even better? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and literally, like, kind of highlight or showcase, like, the Black millennial voice yeah. in Dallas and how experience. big it is. Yeah. Because we're, we out here. Like, yeah. in, from Dallas to Addison, even all the way to Plano, Grand Prairie, like, everywhere. Like, there's so many of us. It doesn't really make a lot of sense why we haven't come together in even bigger ways. So for my viewers, if you can explain what a millennial is, I think I disqualify like by a little bit, but well, I think I'm too I think I'm too hood to be a all the way millennial. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yo, is a hood living on millennials? Nah. <laughs> Damn. Hold on, I might be at the line. So do you wanna be like tech do you wanna be yeah. technical? Sure. Okay, so technically yeah. like millennial is just the name of our generation. Okay. Um just like you have baby boomers, yeah. like Generation X, yeah, whatever. Generation X, this is just the name. <laughs> Millennial is just the name of um, of our generation. So I think it's like if you're born between like eighty five and ninety five or something like yeah. that. Google, um, what's that? Or B. So I think B. I think I missed <laughs> it by a year. I'm, I'm eighty four, so I think uh, I missed it. Okay, I think. No, I, I really feel like it's before, but low key, what really what being millennial is more about is just like how we move. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is that. It's definitely how we move our expectations, what yeah. we expect, um, and our, the balance of our lives. Because if you notice, like a lot of people generation before us are like looking at us like what are you doing like i don't yeah. know how many conversations i've had with my parents where they're just like nah <laughs> you shouldn't be doing that like you yeah. should be doing this or why are you wasting your time doing that and they don't realize like just the way our society is one a work-life balance is so important yeah. and to actually have a life outside of working and then to have the opportunity to grow i think a yeah. lot of people mm-hmm. really really in our generation, we want to grow and want to do innovative things like like you're doing now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. This isn't something that like our parents would have started. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, it's definitely a mindset, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like us being ambitious, like us wanting to do our own thing, a yeah. lot of millennials it's like we don't want to work for someone else. We want to work for ourselves. So it's that mindset, that ambition, um, looking for experience because that's something like a lot of millennials we want to travel, we want to move a lot of our parents, like, they stayed in one place. Yeah. So here we are, like, most of Dallas pro- yeah. black professionals, transplants. Okay. I don't know that fact, for a fact. No, it <laughs> is. No, but, but, like, from my at experience, least like, yeah. like, that's what I've And that's, that's with every seen. market. So I think that that is, like, what the millennial is, aside from the actual numbers and, like, let's say 85 to whatever. Right, right. But, yeah. So, I, like, with that being said, yeah, I think, I don't know. Yeah, right, I don't yeah. think my jeans be tight enough in the end. <laughs> <laughs> But with that, with the transplants and the millennial and everything that we're just speaking on, do you see a disconnect in between the transplants and the Dallas natives? Yeah, yeah. Um, Dallas, Dallas is such a fickle kind of situation because a lot of Dallas is about who you know and what you know. Yeah. And you'll notice um, transplants have moved in and they've started their whole their own thing. Yeah. You know, um, and that's what I kind of talk about with the disconnect because yeah. there's a lot of transplant things that are going on that Dallas natives don't really rock with. Um, and we were talking about that before, like just how different actual Dallasites who are people who are from Dallas, been mm-hmm. in Dallas their whole life, they don't go where we go. Yeah. Um, and the ones of us who do, who are from here, but still like vibe with like transplants and stuff like that, it's more of on a professional level. Yeah. Um, it's our it's our stat our socioeconomic status much more than you know where we're from. Um, yeah. and I've noticed that a lot. Like I know a couple people 
who are from Dallas and have their success has come from transplant people. Yeah, it hasn't come from the people that they grew up with and stuff like that. Because I rarely see. I mean, I see a couple people I grew up with, but like, yeah, I don't really. They don't be I'm around. Sorry, like, yeah. yeah, they don't be around. They be in the suburbs. They be you know. And, and that's so crazy because like I'll talk to someone from Dallas and they'll say something like, "Why would you move to Dallas?" And I'm like, huh? And they like, you know, I'm, I'm looking for a way to get out of Dallas. And I'm like, it's so much money in Dallas. Like, it's like, I don't know. Like, maybe oh, I see something different. Oh, yeah, there's, there's <laughs> a lot of companies in Dallas yeah. continuously growing. And I think it's, um, you, you know what I will say? Because I was the same way. Yeah. I moved to Chicago immediately after graduating. Like, mm-hmm. I was out. Like, and I was planning on staying in Chicago. You need that experience. Right. But that is that exactly exactly it moving made me appreciate Dallas so much more, and I was able to come back because, like, to be quite honest with you, I lived in uh, Mulis, okay, and I think I went downtown three times my entire like life, okay, three times before I moved back here. Then when I moved back here, I was in Dallas every weekend. I was in (laughs) Dallas as much as possible because. I was like, wow, like there's so much more. But moving somewhere gave me the opportunity to yeah. realize how much was actually available to me here. Yeah. Um, and I think that a lot of people haven't left. And so I think that that's, that's yeah. where some of the disconnect is, right? Mm-hmm. Like they don't have that experience. Yeah. And like you only know what you know. But until you branch out, like, you know, there's yeah, definitely new things. Yeah. Um, so but I think that's, that's a blessing to have that mentality of being somebody who left. And honestly, I think that's why I vibe with so many people that are transplants because I I know how that feels to go somewhere new and be like, so uh, the mall again? <laughs> um, See, I'm like a super duper loner. So I, I always just give me the GPS, tell me where the food is, I'm going. Like, like no. I live in this area like all the time, like the whole time I've been here. So. Right? It was nothing for me to be like, I'm going to go to Sweet Georgia Browns. Mm-hmm. I'm going all the way to the south. And they'd be like, be careful over there. You know, it's not safe. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, nah. I'm, yeah. I'm from St. Louis. It's, it's cool. <laughs> like, I ain't had no good shots, though. Like, <laughs> like, it's not it's real safe. <laughs> nah, so I used to live in Florissant. Oh, yeah? Bit. Yeah, when I was, like, young, young. Okay, okay. Another mountain. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. I met quite a few people from St. Louis, like, here in mm-hmm. Dallas, we coming. We coming. <laughs> we have a group, uh, STL and the DFW. Oh wow! And we're about, okay. I think we're up to about fifteen or seventeen hundred oh, people. Oh wow! So we just had recently on oh, uh, Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. yeah, we we fleeing everybody. <laughs> so we had like a picnic, I think on Cinco de Mayo, and we had it at um, Little Elm Park. Mm-hmm. And it, we was we were deep. I didn't realize like it was starting to get to the point like I don't recognize some of the people in the group anymore because it's so many. But it's it's on a different level though, you know, because it's not. So we have that cra- that crab in the barrel mentality back home, and it's not here anymore. So it's kind of like we cool. So it's like everybody hustling, trying to uh, like build their own brand, make their own lane here. So it's like way different. Everybody about their own. Yeah, I think all the gonna be like the new St. Louis or something. They say Arlington's going through some gentrification. So. It is, it is, but I think everywhere is. Like, yeah. It's, it's just because yeah. Dallas is growing at such a rapid yeah. rate. Yeah. With, with Arlington, you got the Cowboys and Branch mm-hmm. up in. Yeah. And they, the Cowboys coming in, they was like, oh, wait, we got to do stuff. So, yeah. like, construction yeah. is insane. Like, you know, they changed all of 183. I don't know if y'all know what that is. Yeah. 
but they you know looking out to Arlington two times the whole two years. I'm never there. Like my life love. Like honestly, I would tell you I didn't go to Dallas very often mm-hmm. when I was a kid, but I was in Frisco. I was in Carrollton, Louisville, like I love Frisco. Red Prairie, um, Frisco. Even you don't like Frisco? I was in Frisco when I first moved here. I think that that's also <laughs> something that us transplants are missing out on. Because mm-hmm. we're so like, like focused. Oh yeah, y'all stay in Dallas. We're so focused on Dallas that like we don't even see like what else like the Metroplex has to offer. Because exactly. I know for me, like like you said, I've only been to Arlington, Grand Prairie, like mm-hmm. all the places like once. I need to go to yeah, yeah, Even DeSoto, which is like uh, black... Uh, like Black Wall Street or something, yeah. Like, yeah. All these black businesses and successful black people and stuff, and we don't right. we don't go because one, it's it's not convenient. It's far, it's, not, it's, yeah. far. it's far. But then also, like you don't know, like it's another, it's just another sign of just not knowing. So mm-hmm. I would love to be able to one day on our show, um, you know, highlight those people, yeah, shed some light, and shed some light, so yeah. that way we can actually like be start supporting these businesses and doing these things because they're here. Yeah, we just need to we need to we need to support them before they're gone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's so. dope. Been around Dallas a bit. I think I've been to Fort Worth maybe twice. I've been to Euless once. It, it was my good experience. Um, wow. I went to, and, it, and it, it's probably yeah, just where I went. I went. I was invited to this place called Stilettos. Oh, see. Uh, and Sitting at a table smoking cigarettes like be ourselves authentically ourselves um well, maybe not you taylor but maybe me and cats you might need to tweak yourself you know what bro <laughs> you might be right but <laughs> think about oh, the sunglasses real quick <laughs> 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 okay, go ahead get your sunblock out okay, like, this is the eyes. Jeez, i need i need some sun not the block so, so much shade over here um 
but I just think that like being out there something that I've always tried to do with everything that I do. So with the connect, with with this vlog, uh, with my own personal like growth is to be myself right. and and let people know you don't have to be a perfect person and you don't have to do perfect things and you don't have to always be lit and turned up, but you also don't have to be like boring and yeah. you know what I mean? Like you can be yourself and people will vibe with that and rock with that. And and I've had so much success over this past year because I think I always try to be genuine and be genuinely me. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know about y'all, but like, I want to meet genuine people. Mm-hmm. I want to do genuine things. I don't want y'all to show me like, like with this vlog, like we are going to be honest about stuff and yeah. our experiences and stuff like that. We're not trying to gloss over the reality. Like reality is, you know, when you go to certain things and something's going to be a certain way, you know what I'm saying? Like the wings and wings, they be hitting, you know what I'm saying? Like the reality <laughs> Yeah. I can appreciate that, like, because this year, I guess probably this entire calendar year, you know what I mean? I've been trying to get out more. I'm such an introvert. Like, I'm a weirdo, <laughs> man. Like, I re- like it's like, and people don't, and people usually, they like, you so good with people. You talk well, you, you speak to people, you, you're you a people person. I'm like, I re- I'm really not. Like, mm-hmm. I really like my little comfort zone, but I'm trying to break out of that and start getting out, shaking hands, kissing babies, and mm-hmm. all of that jazz. Yeah, so. yeah, <laughs> So, well, yeah. We had fun with you at the cookout. Yeah, the cookout was, was super dope. Like I told everybody fun. about it. I'm like, yeah, I gotta come. I gotta start hitting these events. I'm like, yes. it's super dope. Uh, y'all should come to brunch too. Mention brunch. But, but brunch I, I, I signed up to come to um, what is it on the ninth? Prime, is it prime? Like oh yeah, we're going to prime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never been to prime, so I'm yeah, in shout there. out eight. Y'all yeah. I've never been either. Um, I've, I've, I know the people that like own the place. Yeah. It's, it's uh over is it the outskirts of Dallas. Nah, mm-hmm. it's by like uh, Park it's, Avenue and stuff. It's over there for what is that Northwest Highway? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. It used yeah. to be. Hey. Some... <laughs> 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 that's all right. Uh, that's that one back. So what do y'all think of the, uh, like, we talked about um, the millennials uh, mission. What do you think about dating in Dallas? <laughs> Sorry. You know, <laughs> uh, I mean, um, I'll, go ahead. <laughs> I'll do my best here. Um, dating in Dallas. Hmm. What can I say? Real PC. Come on. Real yeah. super PC. Super PC. <laughs> dating in Dallas is truly a labor of love. <laughs> right. Nah. Dating in Dallas, it it's different. Um. I don't think dating in Dallas is different than dating anywhere else. Um. For young professionals. Um. Right. We're all still kind of in this selfish selfish stage of our life um you know we're all still trying to get out here do our own thing get our own success and like we're all like we're all selfish a little bit and that's kind of okay maybe um 
you know, the only problem is when it comes in in any situation in life, right? Is if you're selfish and it's hurting other people. Um, so, but I don't think dating in Dallas is different than dating anywhere else as young professionals, um, especially as young millennial professionals who are about our own stuff. You know, we're trying to create our own success, have our own types of innovation. And so I think that it's, you know, it's whatever. I mean, we, go ahead. we are not in relationships. Nah. So, <laughs> So we don't know, know. honestly. <laughs> I, I just made something up. <laughs> Wait a second, yo. Nah, but real, real spit. Like dating for millennials, it's hard. It's hard for it. Like it, I think, just like I, I keep saying, like our generation, like our society. Mm-hmm. But I mean that shit. Like it's, it's real difficult mm-hmm. um, to make connections with people in that way. Um, because I think with with anything, with any relationship that you're building, like. There's got to be a level of trust, which I don't think mm. exists for mm. any of us yeah. anymore. It's all about, like, what do I get out of the situation? Oh, right. Everybody's a liar. Don't trust her. Don't trust yeah. him. You know, everybody's out to get you or benefit from you in some way. And nobody really goes at it with, like, an open heart. Um, so, personally, I, you know, I prefer to not to date yeah. than to go through that with how we are now. Now, I mean. Right. And this is another thing that I was thinking about, too, is, like, um, is that I've noticed this problem in Dallas. I haven't seen it in other cities, um, at least in the black community. And, you know, just how much we choose to support each other and and dating. There's Mm -hmm. a huge problem of transparency. Mm -hmm. Um, And people like, especially from what I've seen, um, I don't know if this is limited to Dallas. I'm sure it happens, you know, amongst similar demographics in other cities. Um, but we have a, a really big problem with being vulnerable with each other mm-hmm. um, because of, you know, past hurts. And whether it be relationships or in business or family. whatever the case may be, family, whatever the case may be, we have a really big problem with being transparent um, and being vulnerable with each other. And that just makes things worse. Like, yeah, cause I, like sometimes I came, you got to suck it up and get over. I'm sorry. Dude. Yeah. Like, suck it up, buttercup. Like, I came to Texas. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm like, I'm going to give me the Southern Bill. I'm going to get married. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, man. Nah. I'm like, everything, like, again, it, it's with transparency. Like, right. instead of being completely honest mm-hmm. and being like, you know, look, I'm dating this guy. I'm kind of waiting for him to be ready, but I'm going to just mingle until he right. is. You never get that. You just get this person that you start dating. They we tell you, yeah, 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 I like you. I like you. Right. I like you a whole lot. And then we date for a week, maybe two, and they disappear. I think I, right. yeah, exactly. I think yeah. I told you at the at the cookout, I said, model for 2018, decriminalize expectations. Yeah. Decriminalize communication. <laughs> like, both these things are yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, okay to have extra. If, you're, if you've gone out, like, on multiple dates with somebody, it's okay for you to expect. You know what? Right. Even if it's the first date, it's okay for you to expect for them to act a certain exactly. way. Exactly. Yeah. It's point, okay to yeah. communicate. Yeah. It's okay to be like, uh, hey, I like you. I like spending time with you. <laughs> Just like that. I mean, essentially, like it, I mean, it's this whole <laughs> idea that having obligations or expectations are negative, like she said. Mm-hmm. And like, it, we, it's it's okay. Like, yeah. you should be able to do that. And Decriminalize be expectations. And be honest about yourself. Yeah. Like, and that's what it is. Being yeah. honest. Like, why can't I tell you, like, that's something that I've never, this is probably why I don't date. And I'll be completely honest. Like, it's not that I don't date right now. It's I've never really dated because I'm I'm very honest about how I feel about something. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of hard for me to hide those feelings. So like if I like you, like you'll know I like you. I'm like, oh I rock with y'all. Like and I treat my friends the same way that I treat somebody right. that I like. Yeah. So 
to to be in those relationships, it, you either run into situations where you get taken advantage of because you're you're being you, you know what I mean, and you're mm-hmm. being genuine, or like people, uh, a lot of people like to misrepresent what they're feeling, right. um, whether it be the opposite way or not. Like I've had plenty of situations where like I've met somebody and we vibed, and I like them, mm-hmm. and they liked me, but. You know what I mean? Like, there's always a but, this, 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 this. And it. I feel like, if I like you, like me, we good, right? And we're cool, cool. Like, that's it. Like, I feel like that's when you're first meeting somebody, when you're dating them. Like, the dating process is when you're supposed to, you know, like, get to know if you right. like your likes and if you, you know, you vibe like that. But we don't even get to that process because we're too busy looking for the other the other grass the next best thing oh well this girl's better than this one oh i want to have a whole bunch of dudes or my roster you know what i mean that's glorified and it's like no like there's like you know a couple people that i just want to like date i mean i i don't know i I I feel you i don't think that men and women have enough conversations with each other because we were talking about this uh, a while ago like I don't really have a lot of like guy friends. Right. Mm-hmm. I have guys that I do things with. I have guys that support me in like my organization, like with the connect and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't have a lot of just like guy friends like I have with like Haley and Kaz, where I'm just like, yo, let's just like go get Starbucks or you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Shell Shack. Shell Shack. Let me shell shack. I said Starbucks because Haley had Starbucks this morning. But like I shell shack. Let's go to Shell Shack and let's just vibe. Like, what is this? There aren't any men. Like, people always have that that argument. Like, can men and women be friends? Yeah, I think no, that we men, can. Yeah, for but sure. I think you can be I friends with somebody and have love for them yeah. and treat them with respect and yeah. maybe even treat them with some people think y'all dating, but you don't have to be dating. Like, you could just have love. Like, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Like, similar to yesterday. Like, you can do things for people and just have love for them and not be trying to like yeah, also yeah. have sex with them. Like I have a friend that um, I talk to. Um, she's in. I have a friend in St. Louis. She she's a doctor, and mm-hmm. and her and I we we talked a lot, and we kind of had some chemistry for a minute, and we we liked each other. We we thought each other looked nice, but we came to the conclusion, you know, that every time you meet a person that you're attracted to, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to dive into there a relationship. You, you can just. Have That's a real well attractive homegirl or homeboy yeah, and just like keep it moving. Right. Yeah. Why can't my friends be fine? And my, I think my female friends are fine. My male friends be fine. <laughs> and I think that's where relationships start. It's like you have to be friends first. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we're skipping that step. We're trying to like just dive in, but yeah. you gotta you gotta yeah. be friends. And that, that brings us to the yeah, point of like it's this <laughs> it's this social media driven world now. Everything yeah. is like very microwave fast. We, you know, I like you fast. Let's be together. We together. Let's have a baby. You know, I hate the term baby. Yeah, we break up fast. Yeah. So yeah, it's like this I, world of just like everything has to ha- happen in an instant. Even with music, music don't even last. Like there's no classics. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like I was listening to right. Kanye's album uh, the other day, oh. and the Kanye album. Okay. I mean, it didn't have a classic, and I'm used to Kanye having a classic. But it was right, like an, right. I heard his. Okay, I haven't listened to it. Yeah. Full disclosure, yeah. probably won't listen to it. For like <laughs> year. I'm, thank you, neither. I heard it's like seven tracks. It's it not is. a typical Kanye. It's like, not. Yeah. It, it sounds like Kanye. It sounds like Kanye imitating trap music. Oh, oh, God. God. oh my God! So he, he's doing the flow, like the you know real. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Yeah. J Cole kind of did that on his KLD. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, I don't know. It's like an imitation of trap music, but oh, Cole's on the list. All right, Yeah. 
Yeah, but I'm not listening to Yay's album, so y'all got to miss me with the commentary. I'm I wasn't supposed to, but I don't know. I kind of <laughs> slipped into the track. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like always on the search for like everybody in the new group music. Like, rock with them if you want to, but I feel like people don't change when you support their bullshit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's true. Like, if I keep supporting your terrible behavior, why would you stop doing this terrible shit? Oh, that's true. To our community, you know. Oh my God! Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Completely, completely off the subject. But I gotta tell you, I'm gonna tell you guys this in the car. I forgot. So, do you follow me on Instagram? Yeah. Okay. So, did y'all see my Black Wall Street? Yes. Yeah. Story. It's because so, you said something about Wall Street. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah. said yeah. that. Just thought it was so, Wall Street dollars. So this guy um, replies to my Instagram story, and mm-hmm. he's like, oh, "I'm so fucked up." You're the reason why America has race relation has race problems today. It's exactly like people like you who just can't move on from the past going really? on. Like I woke up this morning to it, right? And so I replied back. I was like, "Hi, um, we've had race problems <laughs> like, way before. <laughs> way before I was even before. thought of. Like <laughs> hundreds of years. Sorry." And I was like, "I mean, the fact of the matter is, is like it happened, bro. Like, me, me talking about it is not going to perpetuate the problems. We're having problems because we're." We have systems built off of inequity and prejudicial principles. Right. It's not because of me. I was like, not to mention, like, if you've ever taken like a history class, you should have studied like a lot of things. A lot yeah. of things, but they probably didn't nobody study does that though. They don't no, maybe not. Maybe not Black Wall Street. Oh, yeah. But like, you definitely should have studied like oh, well, the big thing, other slavery. like slavery, yeah. like Mexican repatriation, Chinese exclusion, oh, Japanese yeah, internment, like the Trail of Tears, yeah. the doubt. Like you should have been stuff like a never lot mentioned. of things. Never I mean, we don't. Right? Like, it's not even just people that like don't look like us that don't know. We don't even know that. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. we actually kind of tackle that yeah, in our yeah. upcoming um, yeah. episode. So, by the way, Verified Vlog episode drops June eighth. Um, but we we have we kind of asked some questions to people out on the street about some history that we should all very well know mm-hmm. and not a lot of people knew. yeah uh, and, and i think the the like Google, the more we have yeah. uh, the younger generation they don't they don't care as much you know like the younger generation the parents don't talk about it as much as they used to you know so i, I think that's right. real crazy and that's just like i don't understand like why people say that we should make a big deal about slavery, right. but try to say something about the Holocaust and oh, it's, right. it's over. You know, right. they just, so, they're going, they're going to bat for that. You can't say anything about the Holocaust. And I don't understand why these black kids are okay with Hispanic kids saying nigga. Yeah. Oh, that is the uh, wildest thing to me. No. That is the wildest thing. And they're like, why not miss? So I had to pull up pictures of black people, of people who were enslaved with, with all, extra, all yeah. these extra things happening to them, you know, yeah. being lynched and having the scars on their back from being um, beat and X, Y, and Z. Like, because your people didn't go through this. Yeah. But I think it's because they take it as it being like a minority thing. I mean, I get it. But they, it's not. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. And they, I know they say it, it in the sense of, you know, I understand why they say it. I understand where they're coming from and how they feel justified in saying it. But like, no, you can feel just a well because they feel like it's kind of they like, feel like a minority. Struggle, uh, like yeah, we have a, we have a similar. No, it's like, no, it's like no, it's like no, it's like the they feel it, they feel it in the sense of they feel it in the sense of minority struggle relations. You know what I mean? Like 
Where my they have slaves. Like they yeah. have slaves. We don't use those. Yeah. I wish I would walk That's what I said. Because, I said y'all. So I'm gonna like, start calling y'all like, oh, what's up, Mabina? Like, yeah. Wetbacks and shit. Like yeah. you can't. You can't okay, be. So, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like you wouldn't. We would, but we would never. That wouldn't right. be something that would be part of our vocabulary. No. To be like, what's up, my webback? Like. Nah, bro. Like, what, I don't understand. And, like, and you know what the thing is too? They don't have any repercussion from it. Like, they're, no, they that's what I'm saying. The black kids are okay with it. Yeah. I don't get it. The black kids are okay with it. Until that's what I mean. Yeah. It's just young yeah. kids. But I think like with with uh, with blacks, uh, each generation get they 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 deal with less racism as time go on. So starting no, like no, if I you look at, see, I think like. With our grandparents, they probably got called nigga okay, every day of their life. Our parents probably got called so, nigga maybe once a month. Racism, so right? that's more covert. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So let's make a let's make a very yeah. distinct definition. Racism yeah, has something to do with power. Has something to do with power, right? Mm-hmm. So racism is when certain racial groups, right, are kept in their place, are are formally oppressed because people in power, which in our country is white people. Yeah. Is people in power have created systems of inequity, right? And so can't be racist. Can't minorities can't, can't be racist right. because we don't have power. Can yeah. minorities have prejudices? Sure. Oh, Can minorities have be discriminatory and X, Y, and Z? One hundred percent. Right. Right. But because minorities are not, we don't stand to benefit yeah, from. we can't benefit from anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so racism is very alive and well um, in so many different parts, like and literally in every so every single structure of society that you can think of, yeah. racism, racism is alive and well. See, and I believe racism. it's alive. It's just that I think the kids yeah, everywhere, everywhere. I feel like the see. I believe it's alive. I just believe that the kids see less of it. Right. Because, like, I see now, I look at my friends, they send their kids off to dances. They're going with little black boys, little white boys, little Mexican boys. When I was coming up, we didn't associate Wait, okay, with but them. Also, but the you also school. have the question, too, is, like, what like what kind of neighborhood is it? Because when yeah. I was growing up, I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood. Like, yeah. like, when I was in, you know, a little bit older in life, like, everybody around me was white. So... Oh. I don't get that. I had friends who were mixed, and, yeah. like, I had one of my good friends back home She's mixed, and she, you know, she and this white guy were talking, and her parent, his parents, literally sat him down and was like, "You can't talk to her." Yeah. Like y'all can be chill, y'all can be friends, but y'all can't date. Now, see, I, I went from uh, I was in a school district where, yeah, yeah, like my parents were, like my parents in church were told by another church couple that me, my brother and I would never be mixed because we come from a mixed couple. Also, yeah. I mean, we, we would never be blessed it's because not, we come from a I don't even think it's necessarily so. Something that bothers me sometimes when we talk about like our next generation. Uh, we talk about how like blended they are, how gender neutral and supportive and uh, progressive that they are, and they are all these things. But who my you kids still call each other faggot. Who you exactly? Like here's the thing: who you sleep with and stuff is yeah. not that has nothing to do with like not being racist. Like I know plenty of racist women who sleep with black men. Like you know what I mean? I think that it's more of like. The, there's so much ignorance now, so so much less. There's so little knowledge behind these things that these kids go about not even knowing. Yeah. So to yeah. us, it looks like this is progressive, exactly. but okay. they don't realize. They don't know what we know. They don't right. have that knowledge. So of course they're gonna hang out with whoever they want and do whatever they want because they don't even realize until they are affronted with it yeah. that it's a pro- like that that anything would be a problem. And honestly, a lot of people think that's a good thing. 
I don't. I don't yeah. think not knowing, being ignorant, I don't think that's a positive thing for us. Right. Like, I my kids are going to know. Yeah, I used to have this conversation with, like, my college roommates about, like, oh, mm-hmm. are you going to teach your kids and stuff? Like, and I think it's it's really important for them to know. Like, we're not so far removed that, like, it doesn't exist. And, right. I, and I think that people feel that we're so far away from it. But 50, 50 some years ago, it was still an issue. It, like, yeah. when my parents were, were born, it was an issue. They're in their 50s. Yeah. Like, so we're not so far removed that it doesn't affect us still and that we and we should still be knowledgeable about the things that came in our past because they say if you know your past you can prevent it from happening again in the future and, exactly. I, and I fear that if we don't teach our kids these things and still these principles like even just so they have a base knowledge of it not saying that you can't be with who you want to be with you can't be friends with who you want to be friends with you know but it's important that we have these conversations with our kids and they have these conversations with their friends so that you know, we're all on the same page and we can continue to move forward. I agree with that. Because there's something like with moving to Texas, um, I never heard of Juneteenth to move into Texas. So that's within the last four years, like that I've actually heard of that. Like in St. Louis, like I, I mean I heard it, but we didn't talk about what it was, what it meant. I was just like, Oh, okay. Well, and we had a specific and we had a we had a rap group that was named Juneteenth in oh St. My Louis. Gosh. So <laughs> Actually, actually, I don't know if you know her, but it's um, a loving hip hop character. Maybe like a season or two ago, her name mm-hmm. was Tiffany Fox in Atlanta. Uh, she was actually a part of the group. So, wow. yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was loving hip hop Atlanta. Oh, maybe a couple shit. seasons ago, but, but like Juneteenth, y'all had a group called Juneteenth. We didn't really support it, but <laughs> yeah. they had a name. But <laughs> wow. so I didn't know what it was, and then when I got here, they like, yeah, we. They're like, uh, what you doing for Juneteenth? I'm like, nothing. They're like, man, we going here. We got this big celebration at Austin. It's this big celebration. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. And so when I ask people who come from larger cities, like around the country, right. they knew what it was. Yeah. But like places like St. Louis, you know what I'm saying? Um, they didn't know, like, we didn't know what it was. So I'm like, dude, why are we not celebrating this? I'm like, why are we not taking petitions to get this actually put on the yeah, calendar? Holidays, yeah. I'm like, so, exactly. <laughs> so, I'm like, you know, but it, it, it's just saddening to know that we we don't know, like, what it is. Yeah. Everyone's not. Yeah, we should all be on one page and about that. Spreading information, creating space to be there. That's why we asked that question, because there's so many chance places, some people, you will be amazed about how many people don't know what you think is. Yeah. Like, well, don't even know the day. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, what do you do for it? And they're like, um, nothing. Go to work. Go to work. Like, <laughs> and I'm just like, well, y'all don't celebrate. Y'all don't go out. Y'all don't, you know, have a barbecue. What do you do? And they're just like, ah, we don't really celebrate that. Like, it, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm like. I'm from D.C. And, like, I said, probably, like, five years ago, I found out what Juneteenth was. Because my grandma was getting an award for like a Juneteenth at a Juneteenth celebration, and I was like, "What in the world?" Yeah. She's like, "You don't know what this is." Like, well, I'm like, "Okay, grandma, <laughs> I know you was on them on them buses." <laughs> I know, girl. Struggling. And then you're like, "Ever Martin?" Uh, <laughs> she was kids, out there. The thing is, kids in Texas, like, shoot, our textbooks say that you know, you know, the Civil War is about states' rights and stuff. Like, it says it. Yeah. It was 
was purely about states' rights, there was also a small issue of slavery. Yeah, I'm not saying that slavery was a choice. I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. It is what our actual slavery was a choice. Yeah, yes, slavery was a choice for people. Um, it was kind of like indentured servitude. I'm just thinking in my head, like this is all wrong. Like, but if you don't have parents that'll tell you, like, nah, that's bull. Like, then you, how would you know? How would as a kid learning in school, how would you know any different? So yeah. we. Like I said, we're raising raising our kids. You can't raise your kids to be ignorant just because you don't even want them like, to deal with yeah, strife even, and stress. Right. Right. Even like, and that's just like, that's, that's across the board. But, you know, there's a lot of reasons that minorities are at disadvantage for that. Um, just because of like proportionately minority socioeconomic status. But um, I even told uh, a group of like a, a group of Mexicans, I was like, yeah, you guys were just like, do like low key. Like, I told them, I said, you guys look the way you look because a bunch of Spanish people came over and raped indigenous people enough real. so that you guys look like this. No, yeah, yeah. and that's the thing. If I'm like, being honest, yeah. right? That's what happened. That's that's in, in all of those like islands and things, like mm-hmm. they're not, they're, they're no exception. Yeah, they no, were. not at all. So, and it's so funny because like, Black people in America, in America, they get so much like grief for oh, you guys are the slaves, but like in actuality, everybody was. If you were a minority, you were a slave. Next yeah. stop, yeah. like literally, the first stop was America. Next stop was whatever island. Like we yeah, had a whole migration. The reality right. was, you know, from people from Africa because that that was one of the biggest. It's coming out of Africa at that time. Exactly. You know what? One thing I will say that's original to us, though, our our displacement. Oh, Oh, yeah. Our displacement is what I think is what shines light on slavery and the African American experience because, like, we were completely displaced in a new land. Like, people who are like Mexican, technically, like, you, 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 the indigenous people are your people. They were that's where they were. That's right, where they, right. they 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 have something to cling to. Right, they have, exactly. But like remnants, we have people, nothing. Like we don't. We, don't. Yeah. we have we weird don't. things that we made in in the interim, and that's why something that like I kind of really want to do. Like, and I've been talking about yes, this forever. Right. Yeah, twenty three and me. Right, like I've been talking about like really doing a lot of research. Like when I get married, I want to have like a black black excuse me black ass wedding um like i just want to have like the most black are you jumping the bear i'm jumping the broom like i'm doing everything because i feel like so much of it is lost i agree with that like i i speak on um, keep traditions alive mm-hmm. th- this here this this like a passion project but i didn't try to open so many businesses and I'm real big on buying black, supporting black. Mm-hmm. I bought this conjure. This is a ludicrous brand, cognac, just Jeez. to support. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So shout out, it's good. Uh, every I'm supporting every. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. Like Who you speaking, speaking Everyone. about the displacement yeah. is that's also a thing. Like most uh, minorities, when they're opening up a business, they can call back to their homeland and be like, "Hey, I need this product so I can sell it for cheap yeah. in America, mm-hmm. make a profit." We don't have nobody to call right. back to, I, so we have to go wholesale through another minority right. or white people, and that's why black people usually be like, "I don't like shopping with black because they charge so much." But we have to charge I March to make up that margin because we don't have anybody to call back to get a discounted rate. Yeah, I, uh, I had a, I had this, I had an argument with a girl my my last semester in college. And um, it was my capstone class. And we were talking about, um, like, the value of place and home. Like, just, like, actual place. Like, mm-hmm. are you from that place? Mm-hmm. And I remember she said something along the lines of, um, of like, oh, I can't say you're from a place. You can't say you're from a place unless you've been there, you can speak the language, and you know how to cook the food. And I was the only black person in the class because uh, I went to a PWI, and I also had a 
Shout out to BWM. Yeah, a white, a white major, but <laughs> a predominantly white major. But uh, I go, uh, so what about black people? Where are we supposed to say we're from? Because uh, I don't know where to go. Right. And also, I don't know what language to speak. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. and the whole class was like, mm. my professor goes, that's a great point. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's real. Yeah. 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 And a lot of people don't really think about stuff like that. Yeah. Like they don't they don't actually take the time to be like, huh. Like we might not you know, know where you're from. from. Yeah, we're the yeah. only people that don't have ties to mm-hmm. like legitimate. We all just be like Margaret Garden. Yeah. And that's the thing also, like with the N word we were speaking on, like something that bothered me about pe- other minorities saying it is that what back in the sixties when we were going through the civil rights movements and all of that thing. Every every other minority, watched, and excuse my language, but watched us get our asses kicked all over TV. Right. Nobody came up to, to stand with us. Nobody locked arms with us. Nobody stood up for us. Not until they made up the word minority. Then they decided they want to be a part of like minorities. But they would never stand up with the, the black, black people. Right, yeah. yeah, and so they watched us from home safely getting our asses kicked all over TV like it was cool. And then once once we started to make some progress, then everyone exactly like is on our backs. Exactly. Trying to, like, oh, well, trying to we piggyback. Need, we need rights too. Now the coast is clear. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the coast is far the white, the more, the more um, power, I guess you think, you and, you and it's true because if you look, I, I remember as a kid white watching, yeah, I remember like as a kid watching um, Looney Tunes and Merry Melodies. And they made fun of everybody. Japanese people ha- had a stereotype character. Mm-hmm. Uh, black people had stereotype characters. But slowly they stopped putting the Japanese people on there as much. And, you know, Japanese people, Asian people, they started to become like um, honorary kind of, you know, white people. Um, yeah, also. Uh, <laughs> no, no. That, like, also real, like, and I think that, maybe, like I said, you could add some more to this, but like, I think that, um, as we, if you look back in society, like even let's not even go an actual minority, Irish people, yeah. right? Jewish people, right? the, the N words of Europe, all considered not white, yeah. not right. pure, and they were able to come to America and assimilate into whiteness. Mm-hmm. And they struggled. They struggled. They did, yeah. But they Italians were, but as they well. Essentially, were able to assimilate. And what's unique to the black man or the black woman is we don't have that privilege we don't. to be able to assimilate into anything. And that's so no knock like against that. nobody Asian or anything like that. You know, nah, so just I mean, a, the, Asian. Asian Haley. Yeah. I'm sorry. I get you. <laughs> but I'm no white, not- I'm white too, so you need to be careful. She But I think what it is is black people struggle because we because, well, I say this in the sense of uh, the exclusion of indigenous people, right? But mm-hmm. black people were, he- were here the longest out yeah. of any other minority group. Um, of course, I know Hispanics and Native Americans, but, you know, we are the largest minority group, or we're the largest minority group for such a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and the systems that were created um, back in 1461, when the Dutch brought the first slaves over to America, was... Um, structure to keep black people down mm-hmm. um, and it was necessary for them to do so if they wanted to have uh, successful um, control over this land and successful conquering over this land um, I mean let's remember when when your when Europeans first came to, to came to America 
um, they didn't know how to do anything, no, right? No. They had to have some Native Americans show them how to cook some corn. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, they were struggling, like for real, for real. And, you know, black people were necessary to no, don't even take the labor, right? The, yeah. the need for labor. Don't even take that into consideration. Let's take the actual knowledge and the actual know-how. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, yeah, we're necessary to survive, right? Um, when black people were brought over here, it was for agricultural purposes because of, they were specifically targeted because of their knowledge in agriculture um, and how to work with the, you know, how to work with the rainy seasons and how to work with X, Y, and Z and how to grow rice properly and how to grow tea and all these other things, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's, and then the, the labor and the, the numbers were a, a byproduct of that. But, um, but minorities, other minority groups don't have the same struggle as black people be for that reason. Yeah. Right. Because they weren't necessary to the building of the country. If we're being honest, Asian people included. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, built on the backs. Um, built on the backs, backs of the, of the yeah. blacks. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm so, proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Putting it built on the backs of the blacks. Hey, we should say like that. built on my back. <laughs> I mean, Loki. So last night I uh, I did another podcast. I called it my uh, Stick Talk episode. Stick Talk. Stick Talk. Stick Talk. Yeah. Stick. What's the Stick Talk? Cigars. Ah, I yeah. thought it was. I like how you said that. Oh, Cigars. So I was thinking it was something completely entirely different. We never talked about that. All right, cool. But it was. But you work with all men. Yeah, it was all men. So I guess it's safe to say it has a double meaning. I don't know. No, you're talk episode. And it was just a round table panel with men just talking barbershop talk. You know, everything. You name it, we talked about it. Yeah. Everything from the calves to to cheating and everything. You cheating, know. cheating. Yeah. What? Black men don't cheat. Black men do not cheat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't lie. Now, don't cheat. Be honest. You talk about <laughs> so uh, another question came up. Um, one of my friends. I had questions coming in from Facebook Live, and the question was. Uh, it was about men and their insecurities with women who make more than them. <laughs> do, do, do you guys think that? Women are on a lower part of the totem pole compared to men. Okay, first of all, okay, let's black women are the most educated black group guys. in America. Yeah, first things first. That's like, you know, always ask for the top. Well, no, okay, go ahead. Be most educated. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, also, when you say totem pole, are you talking about like social totem? Yeah, so, socially. Yeah, socially. Yeah. So, socially, yes. economically. So, yes, the most disrespected woman, Malamex. <laughs> Most disrespected person wow, in the world is a black woman. Right there. <laughs> literally, it was but literally, most disrespected is a black woman. And I think that a lot of people, a lot of black men, excuse me, do not recognize their privilege mm-hmm. and do not acknowledge their privilege. And because mm-hmm. of that, we will always have a disconnect. Yep. Just like a lot of white women do not acknowledge and recognize their privilege. And because of that, we will always have a disconnect. Yeah. Um, it is and there is a there is this unique space. In being, I think those two. Yes, a black and a woman yeah. that I think honestly makes us strong. It makes us who we are. You know what I mean? And yeah. I don't want to put that strong black woman stereotype out there, but like yeah. I, I mean, like it gives us the. It, excuse me. It gives us survival. Like yeah. being able to see outside of myself is a gift, yeah. and it's something that I do not think that black women or white women and black men 
more right. white women have yeah. to be this is outside of yourself and and do things for the good of the community instead. Yeah. And to your point about making money, like honestly, like I've always assumed that I'll probably make more money than my husband. I mean, I want to be a senator one day. I mean, they don't really make a ton of money, but I want to get to that point. Yeah. Um, I, but I, but I've always thought that the once we come together, it's our money at that point. Right, right. Because when I get married, I'm getting married for the long haul. Like yeah. it's not no like, all right, hold on, put my little safety, go put a seatbelt on to make Real. sure. Like no, like I'm. I mean, I'm a, I'm smart, so I'm gonna do that. But what I'm saying is, like, I am marrying this person because this is the last person I'll ever bear in my life. So once we come together as a union, it becomes what are we doing? What are we making? How are we? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think a lot of times people are so stressed with me. I I I I I, oh, yeah. I brought this to the table. I did this. But I read this book. Um, you should read it. It's uh, it's oddly enough, I got a union. Okay. And she talked about the idea of thinking uh, the whole realization she had to come to, which was big tank, big bank, take little bank. Mm. So if I am bringing the most to any situation in my life, then I'm, I get a bigger say. So whoever is contributing the most to something, you get a bigger <laughs> say. And I don't care. It don't matter. It ain't going to be money. Yeah. yeah it it should be a conversation. But at the end of the day, if you were at a crossroads and you cannot agree, Big bank, take little bank. And that's not just with money. I mean, right, that right. everything. Big bank, take little bank. So, I mean, once I got, once I listened to that concept, I realized there are going to be areas in my life where my husband is going to be far more, you know, prepared and, and ready. Big bank, take little bank. You know what I mean? Like, it, it is what it is at the end of the right. day. There are things, I don't know everything. So, if I just happen to make more money, I just happen to make more money. You know what I'm saying? We make it more money. Like, I don't know why anybody... But if it's an argument between making. marble floors and granite floors, I'm getting marble. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, even if it is a little bit more expensive, like, right, it is right. what it is. Like, I think, I think that, um, you know, that black men have a problem with more than black women who make money. Um, I think... From what I've seen and just my experience, I'm not just, of course, it's not all black men, but I'm saying I've seen and I've met and I've, and I've had these conversations and it's been evidenced through actions that um, a lot of black men have problems with black women who feel empowered or who are empowered and who are doing powerful things. Yeah. Um, that's why we can't so, date. That's why right, we That's why, that's why we're, we, we won't keep struggling out yeah, here. Because, like, no. <laughs> I'm being honest. I'm sorry. I don't know no black woman that's yeah. woke and successful and, so, and independent. And I can't I'm tell you how many, how many guys have, have told me. Um, it's been a good handful. Like, oh, uh, you know, I want to take, you know, if, whoever I get married to, I don't want her to have to worry about you know, worry about anything. And if she don't want to work, have to. Well, if she don't want to work, you know, that's all fine and dandy. That's all great. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. on you. That's on you. But I'm gonna let you know. At the end of the day, I'm gonna still be doing my own thing yeah. because I can't rely on no one, yeah. right? I don't. I really don't have trust issues like that. But I'm smart enough to know I can't rely on no one. Yeah. Right. You know. And so the thing is, but I think I think men have a hard time with that because the reactions that that I get to that are just kind of like, oh, really? So you wouldn't want to stay home? You don't want to be taken care of? Yeah. Ah, hell nah. You know what I mean? Like, no, I don't want to. I need day and age. Yeah. Right. I, I got like, stuff to do. Why you, you know what? Honestly, honestly, this is the best. This is the best testament to it. One night, it was it was a while ago. I don't even remember what it was, but we were 
we were up late. You know, we had people over at the house and stuff, and we were hungry. So we go to McDonald's, right? And we get like a hundred something chicken nuggets. Oh, so <laughs> we get like a hundred something chicken, so chicken nuggets. So many, right? And we just get like. I don't know, And so we go Shout through, right, we go through the drive-thru, and the young man at the drive-thru, that's like one thirty in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning, and he goes, um, it's 2018, shouldn't your man be cooking for you or something at right. this time of the night? Like, 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 why are y'all out getting chicken nuggets? Right. And we're like, you know what, that's a great point, <laughs> even though we do not have a man. I know, <laughs> that's a great that we, that we bring chicken nuggets to. Uh. No, but, no, but for real, I, I do think that, that some men do have a problem. Or a lot of men do have a problem with women who feel empowered. Mm-hmm. Um, and women who are doing their own thing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need you to give me instructions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need you to really make suggestions if they're not asked for. I honestly don't even want your opinion. The weird thing is I want you to do three things for me. They talk about that they want a woman that's self-sufficient. That doesn't, like, that isn't a and then they don't. Figure. But you don't. Like, you don't want somebody who does not need you. And and I've realized that like that's that's man that's some like real yeah. stuff because like I've struggled so much with like even getting to know people mm-hmm. because they're like well you never text me back and I'm like but I had something to do I told <laughs> I you I had busy. something to do I was busy why didn't you, when you realized I didn't text you back why didn't you follow up because obviously I was doing that thing I was focused on something else you want me right, to be focused right. on you all day and some some people want to be focused on their significant other all day I actually do cannot so I don't you know what I mean like I, I I really struggle meeting people who either they either want all my attention or they completely don't talk to me at all like it's like can I get yeah. an in between like somebody who understands what I do I understand what they do like because it's not like I'm not very, you ask me what I do and I can talk to you for hours just about like what I do on a daily basis. Yeah. Like for, for you not to understand that like you're not my center, you're not my world, you're not my whatever. And for you to not want that and appreciate right, right. that I have other things going on. It's like, we ain't gonna hey, get along no yeah, way. like we're not going to get along. <laughs> and I don't even see a point in dating somebody just to say that I got a man or to say that I'm dating yeah. somebody. Yeah. Because like I'm pretty phenomenal on my own. <laughs> so I don't need uh, validation in that. And, and a no lot man. of people No, I know. <laughs> but listen, no, what she just said is what I get all the time. Like I get that, oh, yeah, yeah. you're a feminist or you're a she's a strong independent black woman. So she downs black men and it's like, nah, it's not like that. Like a relationship with me would be probably the best thing you ever experienced in your life. Because when I'm a cancer, shout out to the cancer. <laughs> and we're all about caring about people. We're all yeah. about taking care of people. And but I don't see a point in giving that energy to somebody yeah. if it's not going to work out because right. you don't even get that's one thing I struggled with when I thought about coming back home and dating men in Dallas mm. and dating southern men boy like yeah. they don't even do you know there are men that I don't even try to have longer conversations with in like five minutes because I know they're going to be mad at me for something because <laughs> I can't not let problematic things yeah. I can't let it fly. Like we were having a, we had actually, you know, we kind of hold on, pause really quick. Go ahead. We have problematic interactions with men all <laughs> the time. No, 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 no. We don't mean it. We don't mean just like once a month. We mean like all, every almost every all day, the time, multiple times throughout all the time. Yeah, and that's, I'm sure that's not just exclusive to us three mm-hmm. women, right? But we speak up about it. And I think that a lot of men will like, fight about it, really. Yeah, like, but they won't. But but it's it's wait, what? Like, so I got to intro introduce you to some some St. Louis men. Like we, no, nah, nah, we already know. 
We already know. We used to. We already know who Sammy was. So we used to women that hustle. Like it's it's normal. Yeah, that I agree with. It's yeah, normal, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, for, <laughs> but like for me being here and having friends that are male and female, mm-hmm. uh, I, I noticed that we have a lot of disconnect, and that's the reason I started yeah. the, uh, the podcast. I started out doing like little uh, social media topics and uh, celebrity topics, but I didn't really care nothing about celebrities or nothing. So I, right. I moved on to the point that I felt like we had a disconnect in understanding who each other uh, was, and not only that. I listen to black men and I listen to black women and we're asking for the same thing, but we don't know how to convey that to each other. Yeah, it is that discipline. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, it's this it's this idea that when somebody challenges you, like let's be real, as a man, are you okay with being challenged by a woman? It depends on what See, aspect. so it depends. So, 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 so it depends. I'm okay with anybody challenging any thought, any word that comes in my mouth, right. any, anything. Because it's the verbiage the of the, the challenge. Day, I don't even care. At the end of the day, if you have a problem with something I'm saying, I'm okay with you expressing that. I mean, don't be disrespectful to me, obviously, like with just human beings. But I think that men struggle with hearing a woman telling them that they're wrong. Like we had a conversation with some gentlemen about... Um, like, well, we just, we just have, we have conversations about like different words and things that you use um, and how those might be seen as like toxic or maybe unnecessary or yeah. discriminatory towards a certain group of people. And we literally had people argue with us. Like it was constructive criticism. Like, yeah. It was so constructive. See, I, I think with and black like, men, no, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I think with right. black men, like, and this goes back to the original uh, question that I asked, I think black men, black men, we're the least respected person. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel As like black we, men, you no, feel you the feel black like, men. That's yes. your black male privilege. Yeah, that's I feel like, I feel like that we don't receive that respect mouth. from the, the other minorities, the white people, our work, our school, our women, our children. I, I feel like the respect is very minimal for a so, black man. And I, I feel like that has been... Um, <laughs> I feel like that, you know what I'm saying? With, with that, I feel like they, uh, I don't know where I was going with it. I'm sorry. No, I, got, I mean, no, no, no. You I got look scared. Nervous. Don't get nervous. <laughs> <laughs> no, also, like, no, this is a conversation. It's a conversation. Do not get nervous. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Because of this, and I say that because we don't get to have these conversations. Yeah. Because they go, oh, no, no, we don't I get, I get excited. See, and like, that's the thing. That. And we, that's we the thing. We are excited to have this conversation. And that's the thing that I wanted to have uh, women come on here and talk because right. I feel like that most men, I'm pro-man and I'm pro-black. And so right. with that being said, I feel like a lot of men to avoid conflict won't speak up for themselves. They'll just be like, nah, she pissed. I'm going to leave it alone. Let her be right. Right. But sometimes... Nobody's right all the time, right. you know what I mean. So, but I feel like that with me and we do get disrespected. I, I'm not gonna say disrespected. I just think that we feel disrespected yeah. from everybody. And I think that also, like with that, when it comes to the workforce, dealing with black women and dealing with black men, man, black women, y'all killing it. Like all the people that I know in Dallas that are entrepreneurs. It's, it's really like 75% women and the right. rest is men. Yeah. Like yeah. men, men, and the men don't even like, they're not brave enough to start businesses. They become barbers. That's true. They become barbers. We can't help that. Yeah, we can't. The men only become barbers, um, promoters, very minimal jobs. They, they don't go and be like, you know what? 
I'm gonna start a connect group. Like they don't have that that energy yeah, to do it. Okay for someone else to do it. Like yeah. honestly, so I work in tech, right? And so we have Black Girls Code, we have DigiGirl, blah, blah blah. The amount of men that have come up to me and said, "So when are you guys gonna start a Black Boys Code or when are you men? Yeah. When, when are you oh, gonna start it?" See, and I think that's the thing. So I spoke on last <laughs> night. Um, we have become like we're at a point where I feel like men feel stripped, like. And that's where the respect level come right. in. We don't feel like like I, I, I spoke about last night that a lot of women say, if I'm a data man, he should do this or he should do that. The type of man I want should do this. And I'm like, we struggle every day trying to figure out what a black man is supposed to be amongst ourselves, right. let alone fulfilling what you need of us as a black man. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think like where the respect is kind of like. He can't do what I want him to do. Forget Tyrone. Let's go get Scott. You know what I'm saying? So the thing is, you want someone to pour into you without pouring into other people. And I think that is a problem. Because as a, as a, I could say the same things that you're saying as a black woman and just flip it. Right. I feel like women are, we are, we are, we are told in society we're supposed to pour into people. Right. And you are and not. And so you're expecting the poor. We're not expecting the poor. So we go off and we do our own things and we create. I and I don't know how many times I I say this, but with my group, the Connect, do you know how much more successful we'd be right now if I was a man? Because it's it's something that doesn't doesn't exist. We keep when people flock to support black men. Mm-hmm. Flock to it. But Black women struggle with that. Like they, we struggle with that, and I think that a lot of like we support us. Yes, we support us, but mm-hmm. a lot of it is because you guys expect it. Right. You expect yeah. that support. You expect that donating, and when you don't get it, you're like, what? So what like you know what I mean? So it's, I want to I want to touch on like the workplace and first both basically the workplace. Mm-hmm. White man earns one dollar. Black man or black man earns you know how much? How much? Like Two. You know. It's more than that. It's like eighty-seven 80, cents. Yeah, don't don't quote me, right? It's about it's about eighty-seven cents, eighty-nine cents. Right. White woman earns, I think, seventy-six mm-hmm. cents to a white man's dollar. A black woman, a black woman earns sixty-three cents to a white man's dollar. First thing. Mm-hmm. How much? There, though, they up high. Yeah, you know. They are a hundred and five percent. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but uh, I kind of balance out. But um, but so there's that, right? Think about the likelihood of a black male being sexually harassed in the workplace versus a black woman being sexually harassed in the workplace. So I understand what you're saying with how black men don't feel re- don't feel respected because of the socio political climate. Um, you know, as far as like law enforcement and representation in other places. Um, but the black man is the is the most culturally the most lift up to exactly the most exactly the most yeah and and i feel like like we do bring it on ourselves a bit because i feel like that yeah yeah. and i I also feel like that with black women you guys you guys chase education way harder than we do because we know we know because we know and we understand too that think about all all the all the black people who were raised by single moms Mm. right Black people know too. Like I saw my mom struggle. I am a woman, and I have. Uh, I may be a single mom, and I don't want to be in the position that my mom was in. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. So I know that if that ever happens, I need to be prepared. 
yeah. I need to be able to take care of X, Y, and Z. Even the way that your mother, like our mothers raised us, like, I mean, I, I, I'm be honest, it's yeah. just weird for me to say I'm an anomaly, but both of my parents are still together. Like, I was raised in a super different household, but like, black women and how they dote on their sons, it's but a problem. It is a like, problem because they baby fire the mess out of their sons. Well, but, but I'm, and I'm not going to blame them for it. It's because, it's because they see so much struggle and strife and they don't yeah. want you to become. Right. Someone who hates women because yeah. I think there are so many men out here of all colors that hate women, and it's not like a oh I hate every woman. I it's see. a hurt. They hurt. It's this hurt in your heart that you don't realize you have, and I think it just stems into like our patriarchy and yeah. it's just, it's as small as like calling a woman a female yeah. and saying these females. It's 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 as small as that, and as big as like you know being abusive or something. You know what I mean? Like it ranges on the spectrum, but like. If you don't give that respect, how could you expect it? Yeah. And why are you asking? You're at you're asking black women, not you, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like you're asking black women to bring themselves down in order to build you up. Right. And we've done that for so long. Yeah, I think we're, we're, we've reached a point That's where we're like to get nothing out of it. Yeah, <laughs> to get thank nothing you. Because you still <laughs> leave us, right? Like we still not prospering. It'd be different if it was all prospering at the end of the day. But like we still get left right, right. in the dust, but so like we're not doing and, it. And I, I think that's what like black men. I'm sorry. Go oh ahead. no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm good. I got you. No, <laughs> y'all gotta do this. Cats, you go and then you. Go. <laughs> yeah. I already forgot what I was gonna say. So go ahead. <laughs> I think with um, black men, we demand the respect due to the fact that we're told that we're supposed to have respect. I don't think that we know what it is to factually earn the respect or to have it like that. Like, for instance, I know with myself, um, one of my biggest issues that I had uh, up until my ex relationship, um, I had an issue. It was a fear of not knowing would I be able to successfully take care of my girl and her kid. Mm. So we were talking about moving in and I actually had an anxiety about that issue. Because I came from a household where my dad was gone. Like, he skipped. He was out of there. I didn't know what it was to be a man, if I right. would mimic where he was. Because, you know, they say sons follow the pattern. So I had an actual anxiety about whether or not I would be successful at being a man of a house. Mm-hmm. And, and I think a lot of men deal with that, but they cover mm-hmm. it up in a lot of macho. So they, right. they kind of hide it. But a lot of men, even the whole uh, younger guys with the... I don't give a fuck attitude. You know what I'm saying? That's actually fear. You know what I'm saying? It just painted over. And so channel that. I think me and we just don't have an idea. And it's so, it's so important for older males to start getting active with younger men, even Mm -hmm. if they're not your family or blood related, but it's so important to have an example of a black role model. Um, because we don't have a clue. Honestly, we, we're just out here every day getting older and we don't have a clue on what we're doing. And I think that's similar to like, I mean, both sides, men and women. Like, mm-hmm. we don't know what we're supposed to be doing. Like, I, I'm in Texas by myself. I'm like, oh, Lord. Like, I don't know what it is to be an adult. <laughs> I mean, I it. Like, mm-hmm. all this stuff. Like, I think we come into these things not knowing, but it's about how you, I guess, pursue the knowledge, pursue people yeah. that are doing what you want to do, get that mentorship. Like, I don't know. Like, for me, it's definitely about just, like, finding people that are doing what I want to do. Yeah. And me trying to, like you said, mimic them. Like, okay, that's how you're successful. That's how I'm going to be successful, but right. even more successful. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do what you do and some more. Yeah. So. I feel that. 
and maybe that's like a difference in mentality like that fear like you guys allow and i'm not gonna say you guys but like people allow it to i guess hinder them or stop them from doing the things that they're capable of doing yeah and i mean even if you fail right a fail like an attempt is better than not trying at all yeah so you fail you learn we need to all do a better part right. in contributing to our community and like pouring into our pouring community. into each other right. because yeah. if we pour into each other, then you you'll build. That's honestly, you'll build each other. if I'm being completely honest with you, like that's something that like I'm just like really really thankful for like with this vlog because I feel like I've met two women that pour into me just as much as I feel like I pour into other people. We're basically married. Yeah, we are <laughs> essentially married. Partnership. But like it, it definitely is. And like I I I appreciate that because it's like, wow, being around people who actually feed me in ways mm-hmm. that I don't that I'm usually not you yeah. know feeling that way. It, it it's it's something special and it's something you don't get often and it's something that we wish I wish that I could have with more black men. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could have a mutual relationship where we feed each other because it's either oh y'all either hooking up or like y'all are not trying really to hook friends. up. Yeah, you're trying to hook up or you're not friends at all. You know what I mean? Like I have plenty of guys who probably consider me a friend, and I am. But like, when do we ever hang out other than like at events? Like, when do we ever do things? Yeah. And like, the whole point is, I want more meaningful relationships and meaningful connections in my life. And in order to have those, you have to actually do the work. You have to build the relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to clean your help your friend clean a car on a random weekday you know what i mean you have to be there for those things so i just i i wish that i had that with black men with more black men hit me and, up man right? I'm out here. <laughs> well, like, I, just, I honestly i wish that like there wasn't this like fear yeah i feel like and i'm not trying to come at you care uh-huh. but i feel like men are afraid of us like they're afraid they're afraid uh to be around somebody who's uh, one authentically themselves, mm-hmm. but will challenge them. Right. Yeah. And challenge them in ways that won't be uncomfortable because I don't want somebody to challenge me where I'm like, oh, this feels good. Like any challenge should be something you're not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. I have not had a mentor yet that has told me something that they were like, oh, I'm going to call you until you did such a good job. Like, no, no. I want to build you. I want to make you better. Yeah. And if you're not with somebody that's making you better, that's pushing you, that even as friends, like as friends, yeah, yeah. Why yeah. would you be with them? Why would you? And that's another thing that? That, that black males need to kind of get in their mind as well. Every woman that smiles and says something nice to you, she is not you. trying to holler at you. <laughs> no, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> the same way. Your shirt. In reverse. In reverse. Yeah. Uh, I literally go and out and I just really like your shirt. And I'll be like, yo, that's a dope shirt. Because I like to compliment yeah, people. Like, that's just like in my, in my that's just yeah. my nature. You don't have to shoot your shot. Like, exactly. Uh, like, it's, the thing is, is I think too, is, I mean, this goes back to the whole vulnerability and transparency and honesty issue is like, it's okay to like, go somewhere and then have a good time and that be your expectation. Yeah. Like if Taylor hits some, you know, some random guy up, you know, not on some whatever, whatever, but it's like, Hey, we're going out to eat tonight. Cool. Like that should literally be your only expectation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and I think guys have a hard time with that. They do. Um, because make it, assumptions. Yeah. Make yeah. Assumptions, well, assumptions and, and having, yeah. And, and having like, further expectations and what's been presented like mm-hmm. it's okay to just go and have a good time and go home and then also like after they make that that assumption yeah then they get upset they, they get upset because now they feel bad. rejection yeah that, you know and, and it didn't have to mean, be there and that's what i mean by it's okay to like be transparent and vulnerable like mm. it's good to be like oh so 
you know, how we do it, right? Afterwards. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's okay. Like, we've, mm. we've all had sex here. Like, we all. Like, <laughs> no, actually, I'm. You know what I mean? Like, it's like we're all adults. Like, we're all. No, yeah. Like, and, or to even have those relationships. Like, honestly, like, at this point in time in my life, like, and I tell people this all the time, like, I, I'm not looking for a husband. Like, right. I'm not necessarily looking for that person that's going to complete me in my whole life and everything. I would rather find a partner that right. I could be like, we don't even have to be boyfriend and girlfriend because low key, I feel like that title is arbitrary. But like, we can just be cool and be friends and have a relationship like that. And yeah, there are other aspects and facets to our relationship, but we're friends. Right. Like at the end of the day, like you care about me as a person, mm-hmm. and I don't understand why people don't do that. People don't this want is, that. No, this no. They don't want that care. This, this is backtracking a little bit. You had cats. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. This is backtracking a little bit, but back to the um, like back to the whole thing of like respect and stuff is. I I think it's human that like all three of us love black men, right? Like. Mm-hmm. For me personally, I appreciate the struggle. Like even thinking back to, you know, way back when, I appreciate what black men represent. You know what I mean? Just by being a black man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just from the color of your skin and your biological sex. Like I appreciate for what your ancestors who were like you have had to go through. You know, struggles that every every single step along the way, right? Mm-hmm. I, I I appreciate. I respect it. Now I don't I don't feel like the same thing is returned for black women. No. It's not. But black men love their mamas. Oh yeah, they, they love their They don't love nobody else, bro. It's, it's not, and it's and it's sad because with us loving our moms and our grandmas and everything else, sometimes it's even the women who enforces that stereotype for us not to care for other women. Like they'll compete yeah. with other women and yeah. tell you to watch yourself or. And it's okay for a boy to be a player, and and, and the girls have to oh, be yeah. reserved. Your own mother tell yeah. me something. So it's we. And it's like, that's why I said we're, we're men. Yeah, we kind of messed up. Mm-hmm. We're kind of messed up as men because we get this. We don't even get. We don't even have the opportunity to embrace our emotion. Like they tell you when you're a little boy and you cry, like shut that up. That's for punks. You don't cry. Yeah. And they they when the little girl cries, it's go ahead and let it out. And you know they they build us incorrectly, which you know, and we pour that into future relationships. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even with like I got a show coming up uh, on depression. Uh, in black men, especially how we pour depression into our relationships, mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. our uh, work environments, into our coworkers and friends, and that's the outcome that we receive. And it's just like we we kind of we're expected to be manly men and, and handle everything, and you'll be okay. But we messed up, like black men. We kind of messed up out here. Like we don't know what to do. You know what I mean? So yeah, no, I think touching on that, like mental health. That is super important, and oh, yeah. it's something that we don't talk like the black people, like black people in general. I mean, I don't, I can't speak for any other. No, race, you're right. But um, like we don't talk about it. Chinese people too. <laughs> like, it's just I'm because just, it's, like, it's an instant assumption that depression or mental illness means crazy. You don't want to be sound. You don't want to be called crazy. You can't be. You can't be crazy and survive. Like you can't. The whole idea that we uh, all of this trauma is in our DNA, right? And we were raised, you need to survive. So you talk, you know, like I had a girl yesterday, uh, when she uh she did my hair and she told me she thought I was a white woman. That code switch. Like because I was speaking on the phone and I knew I was talking to a black person. But I, I my phone was my phone voice. You know what I mean? I was taught this is how you need to sound if you want to survive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So 
it, it's this, this need for survival. It doesn't leave room to care right. about your feeling, mm-hmm. like, to care about how you you had a bad day. Oh, that's great because there are people getting lynched. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There are people dying every day. Like, thank God you're alive. Mm-hmm. And we don't get that opportunity to just be like, I had a to bad day and I'm right sad. And, 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 and I can have those emotions and I can do those things. And I can, I can be a man and I can cry about something. And it'd be okay. Like, I had a friend say he cried in the parking lot of an interview because, like, you know what I mean? Like, he he just cried. And I thought it was so dope for him to reveal that to people. Mm -hmm. Apparently, he didn't have to. But, like, to just know that he can feel those feelings. You can be that way. I cry all the time. Like, just, I cry at puppy commercials. I cry when I'm saying something that's really heartfelt. Like, I like... All of my friends know, like, when, when especially thoughtful things, they make me cry. And mm. it's okay. Like, I don't have to feel bad. I apologize for it producing. But I don't have to feel bad about being that way. Yeah. Because if this, if that's the way I choose to let out my emotions and to let out my feelings and how I'm doing, then that's what I'll do. Right. You know? It's better than, like, holding them in and being angry and being repressed and being terrible to other people. Yeah. Because whether you like it or not, it bleeds into your relationships. It bleeds into yeah. how you treat other people. Mm-hmm. And see, now I feel like with that also is it's a selected amount of group of women who don't support that. They'd be like, oh, he cried one time. But if he cried a second time, I ain't dealing with no crying. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. We and, support toxic and, masculinity just as much. Yeah, so it's emotional. like, yeah, you, you crying too much. You emotional. I'm not dealing with it. Like, he always crying. And so you, you have us in the place. Do you want us to be uh, emotional with you and share all emotions or, or am I limited to certain emotions and now I'm kind of pulling back from you and treat you like I don't care. If we're in a relationship, like, I feel like I want to know everything. Mm. Not if it's just like, you know, something like small and petty, like, you know, I don't want you to be texting me every three minutes of the day that you're upset. <laughs> right. But if it's, you yeah, know, but if it's anybody though, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. anybody, yeah. right? That's yeah. anybody. Like, yeah. I don't care. Like, I'm sorry. Your backspace button on your view won't work. Okay. You know what I mean? But like, the thing is, is if you, if we're together in a relationship, I, I want to know, you know what I mean? And I should want to know because at the end of the day, if we're in a partnership, if we're in this relationship, I'm looking out for your best interest, right? My job in a relationship, I say this all the time. Relationships are not to make each other happy. Mm-hmm. Is that is that an effect? Sure, happiness every now and then. Yeah, you know, go out, whatever. Right. But relationships and the purpose of a partnership is to make each other better, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's uncomfortable sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, in order for me to know how to, I can make you better, you know, talk you things, things X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. you need to be honest with me. You need mm-hmm. to be vulnerable. You need to be transparent. Yeah. Oh, your boss said something, and she might have come at you a funny way, and that kind of rubbed you the wrong way and hurt your feelings a little bit. Okay, cool. Tell me. You know what I mean? Let's talk through that. If we're in a friendship and you're a dude, tell me. If we're actually friends, you know, I've had, I have a couple, I have one really good guy friend here and, um, and you know, I love him because we can just sit down and talk and he'll be like, yo, Haley, this is what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, bro, I'm so sorry to hear that. Like, this is what I can tell you from a woman's perspective. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But in order to, so it's not just relationships, but friendships as well, you know, yeah. in order to get better, you have to. You have to. Yeah. You have to do that. And we need to stop as women supporting toxic masculinity just as much as men. Uh, like yes. that's right. the point that I was. Yeah. Saying. I'm sorry. You can make oh, it, good. but like we just we we have to stop doing it. Right. Like, here's what I will say to the man who says, "Well, women say they don't like 
y'all y'all are saying, oh yeah, you can cry, but women, there women who say that I can't. Well, guess what? Means those women aren't for you. Right. right. Like if somebody's not emotionally mature, not emotionally ready enough for you to be able to cry, probably not the woman you need to be with at this moment. True. And everybody's so caught up in having this perfect ideal when they date these Instagram models and stuff, and it's mm-hmm. like, bruh, yo. Is she gonna, gonna add you? Like, yeah, like is she gonna add to your life because her being cute in pictures is nice and all, but like you are right, so yeah, you bring it out <laughs> of anyway. I'm saying, you know, I'm just saying, yeah. like, what's most important to you? Somebody who looks who looks nice or somebody who makes your life look better? Yeah, no, I think when they accept with social it. media and stuff, like we have this perception of this false reality of what things should be like for us, mm-hmm. and like, and actually, like, real people don't always look like this. Mm-hmm. Real people aren't always happy, like. Every single day you have to, if in a relationship, every single day you have to choose to love that person. You have to choose to be with them. Right. Like there's going to be peaks and valleys, of course, but like it's, it's like it it's is choice. a choice. Yeah. Um, love is an action. Yeah. Love exactly. is definitely an action. Mm-hmm. It's not something that is just like a feeling. Not a feeling. Oh my God. <laughs> Haley, love is not, she, not, she, I, she I, is I, love, not a feeling. Somebody, like they will irk your nerves on a day-to-day basis yes. but you have to still actively like be Choose like okay you know what <laughs> right I still love and you. i'm still here for you like mm-hmm. this is this, this is, is my, what i want to do this is my biggest thing about love whether it be friendships relationships your family whatever the case may be is i'll be 100 honest full disclosure taylor gets on my nerves sometimes ask guys Kaz is always Kaz is yeah, always mediating. <laughs> like um, I love listen. I mean Taylor gets on my nerves. And I know I get on Taylor's nerves. You yes. know, I know I do. Sometimes yes. I do it on purpose, low key. <laughs> like, <laughs> like and I know I do. But the thing is is at the day, at the end of the day, is I love Taylor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the whole premise behind love is sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So in order to that's why that's why, that's why I say love is not a feeling. Mm-hmm. Because like Feelings come and go. You're not happy all the time. You're not sad all the time. Like you're not angry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Feelings come and they go. Like thirty-seven times a day. <laughs> but <laughs> but um but you know, love is a sacrifice. And would you say like this person, there's something about this person that has attracted me to them, whether it be physically, whatever, whatever the case may be. I am somehow attached to this person and I choose to sacrifice my time, my money, my emotions, my words. My mm-hmm. mental space, my mental energies. I am choosing to give up a small part of me so that they may be better. Yep. Because yeah. I care about them this much. Yep. And that's love. Right. That and that's, that and that's, that's love. Actual love. That is actual so, love. So just insert this into relationships. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're like, when we say we're like in a relationship, we're not kidding. Like, I see these women more than I see anyone. Else. And it's never, one thing I will say is this I never, grow tired of them. Right. And I mean that in like a, like, don't get me wrong, like, sometimes I'll be tired. I hate them. I just be like, bro. Everybody loves Kaz. Everybody loves Kaz. But that's why we work so well because Kaz is literally like, she's like, well, I hear what you're saying. Like, you know what I mean? But we, but, but the thing I is because we're sides. strong women with strong personalities yeah. and me and Haley both love to argue. Like, so at the end of the day, like, it's not Kaz's favorite thing. So she's not going to do it. But like, we love to argue, but we realize there's this, place this is love underneath mm-hmm. that that regardless of what is happening in the situation at the end of the day like 
bitch, you're not gonna not be friends. Like, so at the end of the day, so you're gonna reply to my can, text message for right. three minutes. Like, okay, so you just say go answer for uh, that's fine. <laughs> but but at the end of the day, you'll still get a response, and right. I think that that is something that people are not. It's selflessness. It's mm-hmm. it's being able to get into a relationship and be selfless to the point where you're like, you know what, I cool. Like, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna do this. <laughs> But I'm not happy, you know. What I mean, I'm, I'm upset, and I'm and I'm able to express that in a way that's not that not detrimental to our relationship. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And and there's an understanding. And I mean, I mean, I'm sure we, I'm sure there's things that Kazis disagree with us about too. So like, <laughs> she just doesn't. It's just, she just don't. <laughs> but she knows. But that's what how she navigates is how she navigates. You yeah. know, you navigate relationships how you want. And as long as she's happy, that's all I care about. Right. So whether it's because you know she wanted to do this or that, like it. it as long as my friends are happy, I'm happy, and that's love. Yeah. It's that's that's something that I don't know about. I, I don't want to say I don't know if I'll ever find in a man, but it. I think it is very difficult because men are so locked restricted, off. right? Mm-hmm. And and I and I have met so few that have fully just like let themselves be themselves. Um, that I just. I don't know if I'll be able to meet somebody who's like that, that yeah. is ready to pour into me in that way. Like, and that you're physically attracted to. Right. As as that I'm physically attracted to. Just like the basic, just like the basics of relationship. All that you're physically attracted to, that you agree with, you know, on, on important things in life. Right. You know, X, Y, and Z. And you has that, wants to has a goal or into you. stuff that you right. want and yeah. you guys' trajectory matches up. Like, that kind of thing like i don't know that's hard to find and it's not something that i think a lot of people find i think they just settle yeah i I agree with that i'm not really trying to settle i would rather just be you know me yeah for you know just be taylor we can all get a house next to each other right you know what i'm saying like (laughs) by that the block hey we lucky each other that too talking to my mom about that a couple days ago like why am i paying rent Someplace I don't own. I've been telling y'all. And then, I mean, she was just like, well, maybe you should think about like purchasing like a home. Maybe you should think about. That's what I'm saying. But if I if I could do that and know that there were people there who were like me and gonna be there, then cool. Like I wish we could all get a house or like a condo or whatever right next to each other. Because at the end of the day, we may not always all live there, but like being around my community. Mm-hmm. And knowing that I have a, a refuge, and also putting money back into it, because you think about it, that's where you can like build your business, and you yeah. can, you know what I mean, like create a community, create right. a community, yep. create our own community. Right. And I think that you have there's a level of selflessness that yeah. has to be in that, or, and we don't have that. Helping to tie in like our like what we're doing here as transplants or young millennials mm-hmm. into what already exists in the community. Exactly. Like I have no idea what's going on in like. Dallas, like Dallas, Dallas. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not Dallas, Dallas. Like yeah. I don't know what they're doing. I, mean, I haven't watched the news in four years. Like, <laughs> no, that's not something you should say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on. Well, no. watch city hall meetings, and you'll know what's going on in the actual fabric of Dallas. Yeah, yeah. and like that's super important because mm-hmm. I mean it is the foundation. Like that's yeah. where it all started. These people making these decisions for us, and we don't realize how much of an impact we could actually have if we just. Took the time. Right. Mm-hmm. We took the effort. We we instead of listening to the Breakfast Club interview of Pusha T, because everybody heard that, right? Yeah. Why did y'all listen to city council meetings last week? Mm-hmm. Did y'all listen to you know a, a, maybe it's something on NPR that talks about addressing issues or a, a seminar or buying? Take time to and then build yourself. Yeah. 
and in your, turn community. your community. That's and that's the thing too is that's that's a, I see that as a problem with the transplants here. I mean, speaking as a transplant, is that like be respectful, right? Of you're coming into a place, it's just like right. when you travel to another country, mm-hmm, you exactly. know, you're going to do your best to be respectful to customs and cultures and X, Y, and Z. And the thing is, is it's the same situation. You're coming into a place, right? Where I don't know how old Dallas is. I'm guessing like mm, early 1800s or something like that, right. but you're coming into a place that has a long established community, mm-hmm. right? Has a long established set of customs and like, like Juneteenth, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, educate yourself yeah, you're yeah. coming into a you're coming into an area and you're taking advantage of the economic process economic opportunity economic opportunities uh the you know whatever the case may be the community the already pre-established professional black community you're taking advantage of all these great things that dallas has to offer be respectful and like give back and that's one of the things that i'm, I'm yeah. super glad that you guys like are starting the verify vlog because like Sometimes as a transplant, you don't know where to go to get mm-hmm. that information. Like I, I know I've had an opportunity to go to a few um, urban league meetings, mm-hmm. and they were pretty resourceful, uh, but they didn't really match with my work schedule. So it would it's nice to be able to have a vlog where I can tune in, you know, send in my convenience on break or lunch or whatever, and still check it out. So. We're here for you. I appreciate it. Here to and serve I, the community. Yeah. And if anybody is ever interested in getting their message out or getting what they're doing, how we are open and welcome, you know, to take that in because like um, something I think that is always going to be important is supporting people who have, do positive things. Yeah. So whatever it is that you do, um, if it's something positive and you're adding a resource to Dallas, we want to see you. We want to know. We want to get to know you. We want to build a relationship because at the end of the day, like all we have is ourselves. Like we don't realize how powerful we are. Like Mm -hmm. you know how much money that we have, you know how much money we spend at a day party at all the day parties in the city on a Saturday. Like that money, that time, those people, you know what we can do with our community and a lot of money? Man. So much, and still be getting the liquor and the and the party and the sun and all that. You know what I mean? What if we spent a day like building houses, or maybe taking all the money we were going to spend that day and investing it right. into an area, reading to kids? Thank you. Like, like we could have a great time, still turn up and do something impactful, but we just we don't have we don't we haven't connected. Yeah. We haven't connected and we need to connect. And yeah, there's so many of us, like large numbers of us, that we can make a true impact mm-hmm. in the city. I, I have a huge I have a huge belief in that Dallas could be bigger than Atlanta. Yeah. As far as as far as black prosperity goes, mm-hmm. easily. 100%. If we could just like get it together. Because mm-hmm. we have we have all the tools. Right. Yeah. We have all the tools. It's just bringing them bringing them together. Well, ladies, we've been going for about an hour and forty five. It's gonna be a great show. I'm gonna yeah, let's get a lot of content. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm gonna go ahead and let you guys close out, you know. Um I mean I mean we just wanna thank you one for thinking of us. Uh we appreciate the opportunity. Uh, and we're really excited for this launch. You know, our launches uh launch parties are June thirteenth, so y'all come out to that, we'll be at the green room. For happy hour, so right after you get off work, just slide through, um, and you know, connect. We have a brunch at the end of the month. Um, we're also celebrating um, a black business that day, so more details to come on that. 
So, uh, but yeah, thank you. Thank you. No problem. I had a great time. Thank you for coming. I appreciate it. And if you guys, if anybody ever, does ever want to reach out to us, um, again, at Verified Blog on Instagram, Verified Blog on Facebook, email us at verifiedblog at gmail.com. Um, yeah, all consistent. Consistency is key. Um, we'd love to hear from the community. We want to hear you guys' ideas, the fun things that are going on, the things that are going on. Dallas area. The big, even if it's not, even even if it's not Fort Worth. Yeah, even if it's not, we're just talking about that Fort Worth. Is there's it's a huge spectrum of people. Like, we will make the drive. Please, we will make the drive. Like, we will do it. And anything, whether it's a question, whether it's something y'all wanted to know more. Like, we we are literally doing this to connect people. So if you hear something in our blog that you're like, that's dope, but I wish I would have known what this is or what they hear. Let us know because we'll do the research for you. Yeah, we'll yeah. do the research for you and we'll get you connected to the right people so that way you can build your network and build your right, right? Because that's what we're here for. Like, this, that is why we exist. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna retweet. You know, favorite is hashtag Boston. Share my love to bear my we definitely appreciate you taking the time out to with us on this good conversation. Right. I think that it's a little further than just here, like I think everyone else can have this conversation. So definitely, um, I think I'm at a point now, if anybody wanna, wants some sponsorship, get at me. I'm ready to go ahead and put my name on some things and sponsor some things. So you can definitely, yeah, I'm, I'm at that point. So I definitely okay. find me on. I mean, I thought you fancy mics, but I ain't even. Oh, <laughs> hey, you want to talk about this? Yeah. So definitely, you can find me at Crown Juice Podcast and everything. Crown Juice Pie at Twitter, um, and I should be available on iTunes for the show airs. Uh, but I'm also on Spreaker, um, Stitched, SoundCloud. Uh, I added a couple of new platforms, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. And the website just dropped on Friday, so www.crownjewelspodcast.com. And um, I had to sound like a shout to me. The journey is over.